we are back and better than ever. Welcome to the Enhancement Talent Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, including whoever is texting Chris right now, <laughs> the second we started recording. Yeah. Uh, what what else do I say next? Uh, I am your host, Brock Fluger, and I'm joined by Chris Kirby. Hola. Sorry, texting. <laughs> All right. We have a short show. Well, we said that before. <laughs> yeah. We have three things to talk about. But, uh, you know, next week, a week from Sunday, we'll have AEW All Out. So next week, we'll do predictions for that. And then the uh, following couple days from then, we should have a review together. I'll have a review immediately after the show, but we'll be back together to do one. That Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, most likely. But other than that, we've got uh, news on NXT going to USA. We're going to do King of the Ring predictions for the rest of the way, as well as a CM Punk story. Is he Is he going back to WWE? It appears that that might be the case, even though uh, not technically WWE, but WWE affiliates. But we'll get to that. But we're going to start with the NXT move. NXT is moving to USA. They are going to directly compete against AEW on Wednesday nights, 8 to 10. That's a change from NXT's normal format. They'll go from one hour to two hours, and they will be on... Mainstream television. It was rumored for so long that uh, NXT would be moving to FS1, but at the last minute, it seemed they went with USA. I'm assuming. No, I'm I'm actually assuming they took less money and went there because USA had a bigger reach and a better chance of competing with AEW's ratings. Two rumors I read, of course, just rumors. But they were getting $50 million or more to put it on USA. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not, like, a yeah. ton. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, any, honestly, anything that they're getting paid is good for NXT because... Yeah, they weren't getting nothing. Yeah. And, and it's going to be live. Yes, it'll be live. Still from full sale. There won't be touring. That's um, good. The, the one thing I thought was interesting is that uh, they in this deal, they're going to be able to post the NXT shows to their network the day after, as opposed to on Raw and SmackDown when you when they have to wait a month because of the TV deals. They worked it out on this one to be able to move to put NXT on the network the next day, which I'm assuming is because so many people on the network, the main reason they're there is to watch NXT. It's always one of the <laughs> most viewed things. It is. And so taking it off... Uh, even with this deal, I think it might cause some uh, network cancels. I could see it if they're diehard NXT fans. Yeah. I mean, if you can just watch it for free on cable, if you have cable. Yeah, why pay for it? Even yeah. if it is only 10 bucks. Yeah. Why pay for it? Yeah, I mean, I'll always have the network just for the archive of everything, of <laughs> everything they have. Yeah. It's like the archive of wrestling. Yeah, essentially. And they're... And they're still adding more uh, as we go on. But, yeah, so 
I did a video on uh, this separately, but we'll get to talk to you about it. What are your overall thoughts on uh, NXT moving to USA and competing with AEW? How do you think that'll go? How how do you think the ratings will compare to each other? Well, I've actually wondered about this because when it was first announced that AEW was going to be on Wednesdays, and then they announced that NXT, they were wanting to bring NXT on TV on Wednesdays. You know, they were going back and forth. Well, WWE is doing it to compete against AEW. WWE says no, they're not. Yeah. Uh, Triple H said that it's not counter-programming because we were on Wednesday it, first. And I have to agree. He's, NXT's been on Wednesdays for years. He's right, but he's wrong at the same it, time. It's still competing. Because this wouldn't have happened if if uh, AEW wasn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, they are competing, but at the same time, they were on Wednesdays first. Why couldn't AEW go to Thursdays? Yeah. But or, I mean, or the, even Tuesdays since SmackDown was moving to Friday. Yeah. I, th I think the main reason that they didn't want to, because Tuesday and Thursday during basketball season, uh, TNT already has commitments to them. Okay. So if they did, I mean, there's no reason they couldn't do it. They just have to preempt shows. I mean, they could have done Monday as well. They could have, but I mean, I think Raw. I don't think that that's what they want to do right now. No, they don't. But I'm just saying they could, and it would really go against the message that they're trying to send. Of uh, well, we don't want to compete. We just want to be a good alternative. Yeah, but and I don't think it would go well either. Not on Mondays. <clears throat> I'm just saying they could do it. Yeah, I think they're go. I think eventually they could do it, and once they get bigger. Yeah, but the uh, I'm curious. I'm. So curious, though, just to see the uh, sort of numbers that AEW pulls because, you know, they're selling out all these shows and, you know, they're doing good on all of that and the interest within the wrestling bubble. But how does that translate to the mainstream audience is what I'm curious about is because, you know, there's like Raw gets at least two million people every week usually and so i'm curious though like does is aew even going to be able to like get half of that based on what the uh mainstream knows and that's wwe so it's it's such a niche thing I, that I it's it, like the diehard wrestling fans are uh with aew but i'm not sure how it'll translate. I mean, I can see him getting a lot of watchers, a lot of TV viewers, uh, because um, but they are going to be competing. And the diehard NXT fans aren't going to give up watching that to watch AEW. Well, the thing is, too, though, is that the diehard NXT fans are in fear that the NXT that they love is going to be completely different now. And it probably will, even with, though they've said it won't. Yeah, with Vince McMahon's fingertips on it. Yeah. But now that we're getting closer to XFL, and like this week, Vince had to miss the shows. Right, because uh, they announced the team names and locations yeah. for this week. So it's only, to me, it's only natural that he would be out of the picture even more going forward, getting ready for XFL. Yeah. So I, don't, I think NXT will be safe product-wise. I think it will be unless they struggle. Yeah, now if they start struggling with viewers, then then, I, then they're going to start ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> or, and, or they're just going to call everybody up to the main roster and let them sit. 
the one thing that I uh, proposed in the uh, clip I did of this was that I think that it's a possibility that I think, especially on the first week, not the first week of NXT, because they're getting a couple weeks ahead of AEW on September yeah. 18th, I think. Yes, yeah, so but what, like two or three weeks? Yeah. So my thought is that on the first week of AEW television, I think that week NXT is going to have some sort of uh, big main event that they're going to push. And I could see it being AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels, which they kind of set up at the Raw reunion show. I can't see it. Not on a TV. That's, that's a, it, it would be odd to do that on a TV well, show. I can't see them... I'm not going to say I can't see them spending the money to pay Michaels for it, but because they will. But I can't see them wanting to do that on a TV weekly show instead of a pay-per-view. Because a pay-per-view buys is what's going to bring in more money. Yes, but at the sake of ruining uh, AEW's first show, I mean, who? It, it's going to be hard for AEW com to compete against an AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels match. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know that's what they what they did on the reunion show when like they had the DX thing against uh, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. They backed off, and Styles is on the outside yelling at Michaels like, "Don't think I won't go down to NXT to find you." Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking way too far into it, but I even if it's not that, I could see them taking someone from the main roster. And putting them in a main event match against someone well, from know, NXT. Breeze Angos back. Yeah. Both of them are back now. Now Tyler Breeze has been back, but Fandango just came back. Yeah, but I'm thinking like a top guy. Yeah. Like a Roman Reigns. Well, or, they have to because what's gonna be the first on the first AEW show? It's gonna the tag team finals. Yeah. The, or it's gonna be the beginning of the tag team tournament. I thought it was the finals. No. Because they're they're doing the match at all out to determine the first round by. Oh, okay. Throughout the first few weeks of AEW TV, it's going to be uh, qualifying, the, not qualifying, the actual tournament okay. matches. Okay, my mistake. Then I thought the tournament was going on like YouTube and stuff. And no, the final. They're not doing any matches or anything on YouTube. Oh, okay. That's all just interview stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. that means they'll have a pay-per-view at the end of October or early November for the final. I'm Probably. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, unless they do it on TV. Well, but. just like King of the Ring with WWE, the final's going to be at Clash of Champions. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I'm definitely uh, interested to see how that goes because I think there's a lot of questions for both brands as far as because the same thing can be said, like, how is NXT going to do in front of a main audience? Because, I mean, if they don't get someone like Roman Reigns or AJ Styles to go down there and have a main event match, then, like, who who's the draw there? Exactly. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for, I mean, like, they're... And I'm not saying that these guys aren't good because they're great. No, we just want to do the same match so many times. Yeah, but the other thing is, is that how many people know these guys enough to want to watch them on a mainstream television show? And see, that's the other problem. Nobody's going to know these people. 
if they don't watch the network, yeah. they won't know. Except for the Street Profits, because you see them on Raw. Yeah. But, so, I think their viewership might be down to start. Just because people aren't going to know. Yeah. They might, people might tune in and check it out. Oh, I've heard of NXT, let's check it out now that it's on TV. You know, a lot of people aren't computer savvy or tech savvy to want to use a network. Or just don't want to pay or for it. Or just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. They're just too cheap, which is fine. Yeah. I'm too cheap, too. I don't pay for the network. I don't watch it. Yeah, you still have my network, though. Yeah, I don't even know what the login is. <laughs> <laughs> I know the password. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> it's in our Facebook messages. Yeah, somewhere. I know. I just haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll uh, definitely keep an eye on that. I mean, I can't wait for it just from the content perspective of all the stuff that I'm going to be able to record. Oh, God, yeah. You're going to be recording nonstop every day. Yeah. You're going to have to quit quit your work, to quit your job just so you can record. Yeah. Because um, when NXT moves, I'm going to start doing NXT reviews. So I'll do the, I'll do the AEW review the Wednesday night, and then I'll do the NXT review the next day on uh, Thursday. Now, I don't know how much you remember of the Monday Night Wars. Well, I wasn't watching. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know how much you've heard about or whatever. Right. But, you know, WCW started competing against Raw, and, and they made it known that's what they were doing. Yes. I wonder how different it's going to be for AEW. Since they've come out and said, we're not directly trying to compete with them. We're just trying to be a good alternative. Yeah, I mean. But yet they're still going to compete for viewership. Yeah. And so, that's all they can compete for, because you can't compete with WWE money-wise. No. Even though... Even though they got a lot of money. Yeah, the Khan family has a lot of money, but AEW, the the amount of money that's put into it is different. Like, yeah. And as, like, WWE is making more money than AEW might ever, or at least in the foreseeable future. And that's true. And even if you just go, like, on the TV deals that WWE has alone, th- you're not going to be able to put them out of business. No. And, like, forever. No. But you could hurt viewership enough after a while to where when the contracts are up, USA is not going to bring back WWE. Yes. Which would get, I mean, they get rid of what? Raw and NXT. Mm hmm. But, I mean, that wouldn't happen for years down the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's uh, interesting is that, you know, there's plenty of people that will watch both. But then, for some people, if like if AEW is good enough, and they give it a chance, and they could just end up deciding that no, this I, I don't need to watch Raw anymore. I don't need to watch SmackDown anymore. Yeah. This this gets my fill of wrestling every week. It's only two hours, and, and it's an hour and forty five minutes of wrestling. Yeah. Instead of in a two three hour show, you get an hour and fifteen minutes of wrestling. Yeah. We'll get into that with when we talk about the King of the Ring. Now, my only, I'm not going to say issue, is when they go on TV, are they going to actually start doing promos, like backstage promos or in-ring promos, video packages? I mean, you like have that? to do something. Yeah, you have to do something. You have to have some kind of story. Yeah. But, I mean, I haven't heard of anything yet. But, yeah, the way they're advertising it is, it's not a wrestling show. It's weekly matches. Yeah. 
The, so, like they're they're advertising it as a sports feel. Yeah, and to me, so far it has been. Yeah, I, I'm. So it's almost but, like you can't compare the two. Yeah, because AEW is focused just on the wrestling part for the wrestling fans. WWE is trying to sell a product for everybody. Yeah, that involves some wrestling once in a while. Right. While while we're on that though, like the thing I'm interested with how AEW is going to do TV too is that how much goofy comedy stuff are they going to do? Because I don't think they will do much. Well, we we've seen it on some of the shows that yeah, they've done already, but they haven't gone overboard. So my my point is like this week uh, they signed Orange Cassidy to. Do you remember from the Battle Royal on the first show? He's the one that did the lazy little kicks to Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. And that's the extent I know of him. But that's basically his gimmick. Is, the, you know, hands in pockets. Uh, just don't give a crap. Yeah, silly little stuff. And so... Um, but that just gives him a comedic character. Yeah. But I'm, I'm interested because so much of this is still, you know, indie stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, it's weird. Like when you're trying to mix, when you're trying to tell us that this is a, uh, that this is a sports centric sort of thing, but then like I can separate it. Like this is comedy. This is serious. Yeah. But for a new viewer, if they just see Orange Cassidy. Oh yeah. Then I don't know how it's going to translate. Oh, what the hell? They're letting this dude wrestle and he can't even take his hands out of his pocket. Yeah, and the Screw this. I'm going back to WWE. And the Michael Nakazawa too. I, I hope yeah. we don't see him the at baby all. Oil. Yeah. It's that stuff we don't need. Yeah. We really don't. I understand they might have used it for whatever reason during the pay-per-views. Well, I think it's just like like Tony Khan is the head guy, but as we know, it's influenced by the Bucks, Cody, Omega. And it seems like in some situ- in some case, one way or another, it's that they want to be able to get their friends' jobs. Yeah. And so it's a tough balance if you if you give stuff like Michael Nakazawa and then later in the main event we have a serious Chris Jericho versus Tangman Page match or something. Yeah. It's a conflict, I think. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can agree with that. Yeah. But either way, definitely excited to get to October. Only like a month and change away. Yeah. Just like six weeks. Yeah. It's going to be fun. But what is not fun and what you've been telling me that you're ready to rant about (laughs) is the uh, King of the Ring tournaments. Oh, Jesus. So... Do you want to do you want to air your grievances before we get into any predictions for the King of the Ring? Yeah, it, to me it's a big deal, but I understand to most people it's not, and they may not even realize it because they weren't alive or weren't watching back when I started. But back in the ni- early nineties, mid nineties, when the, the King of the Ring was a big thing and that had its own pay per view, yeah, which is when the whole tournament would take place. That's how you define a king. Yes. It's not, oh, you won a match this week. You get to move on. It's okay. Good job. No, it's, oh, you won your match. Good. Get ready for your next one. Right. Now it's just, it's not a king of the ring. It's just, oh, well, you won a few matches. Good for you. 
Right. You're you're now king. It's it means as much as the best in the world <laughs> to me. That's what it means now because it's well, like, the the best in the world they actually did all in that one show. Yeah, that's true. But just the fact the way he claims <laughs> it after winning one match. Yeah, the uh, the know. guy that wasn't in the tournament won it. Yeah, <laughs> which I. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that same thing in this King of the Ring. I wouldn't be surprised. Ex- like Elias just gives him his spot if Elias got to the oh, finals. I broke my broken nail. Yeah. That, that's my biggest gripe with it is, okay, well, not not my biggest, but a biggest. Yeah. It's just, it's not a tournament. <clears throat> it's not a King of the Ring tournament if it doesn't take place in one day. Otherwise, what's the? you're not a king. How are you proving you're a king? Just because you won a couple matches? Yeah, and so I don't know exactly when they first changed that, but I'm I, I'm, I'm sure at some point in the 90s, though, they did start uh, yeah. doing it as a weekly thing, and then they did, like... The finals. I think they did the semifinals and the finals on, like, the King of the Ring pay-per-view at one yeah, point. Yeah, might be it. Yeah, uh, and... Yeah, I mean, it's not my biggest gripe. I think it would... I think it could be more fun if they did a uh, like a network special or a pay-per-view or whatever and just did it all. I think they should. I mean, but, <clears throat> that'll give you bragging rights that, hey, I just won four matches in one night. Yeah. And I am king. But, like, my point in theory was that I thought that because if you do that all in one night, it does take away from uh, the possibility of making the weekly television shows better because it, in theory, what they should be doing is just having good matches on TV. Now what we're talking about WWE or AW? <laughs> we're still talking about WWE. Okay. Then you can't use the word good matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the problem that I've had with it is that, and you know, we're only a weekend. There's only been four matches so far. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give it time. But, yeah, I haven't been crazy about it. And the main thing is that it looks like, from every indication, that they are just fighting for a crown and scepter. Yeah. Which is so and, dumb. And the bragging rights. Yeah, there there should be a title match to the winner, automatically. And that's how they did it first, too. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. if, and those are the ones that deserved it, because they did it all, most of them did it all in one night. Yeah. And, and they got a year of bragging rights. And they, I mean, you remember back from when Booker T won and he, he became King Booker. Yeah. The the only King gimmick that worked, by the way. Yeah, it really was. Every other one sucks. And the only, re- and like. Heart was pretty cool. Yeah, but as far as like the people that actually put on the crown and robe and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially in when they did it in like the 2000s. Yeah, they it got ruined. And the only. I would still argue that King Booker was probably like the least interesting version of Booker T. Least interesting, but the best off the King of the Ring. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, but the only reason his worked was because he leaned into it and made it like a parody of itself with his uh, comically fake English accents. Yeah, and then he had his real wife, yeah. Charmel, come down as Queen Charmel. Yeah, I think that was the only reason it worked because it was like a tongue-in-cheek sort of thing, and like it wasn't a serious "I am the king" sort of thing. Yeah, he turned into a comedic heel. Yeah, and he was he was a world heavyweight champion on SmackDown during that time. Yeah, thanks to Charmel. Yeah, (laughs) so 
But I mean, other than that, I mean, you could list everybody that's won. But what if they, when they win, what do they really do with it? Yeah. And like they, they refer to it every time as the prestigious king of the ring. Oh, yes. It's, Go ahead, because I, I heard your rant. Yeah. You're, this is prestigious, and I'm just saying, like, like no, this is egregious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's the prestigious king of the ring when uh, Kevin Owens uh, gets fast counted by official Shane McMahon. Yeah. It, and it's the prestigious king of the ring when they've had, like, three of them in the past ten years. Yeah, it's so prestigious. And, like, the thing is, like, they name... Uh, they name like Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Stone Cold. Yeah. But you forget about all the other shitty ones like Sheamus, King Barrett's, yep. Mabel. Yeah, King Mabel. Uh, there's so there's more bad ones than there are good ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they're only gonna bring up the biggest names, which are the Hearts and mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Yeah, like those and are the Booker. big three. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. I, I guess we'll get into actually predicting the thing, though. Oh, Shane McMahon's going to win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a bracket pulled up. So, we'll go we'll go through the next couple matches over the over this week of TV. So, All right. On the Raw side, we're going to have Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah, I have McIntyre, too. That's and then, my pick to win. Wait, wait to give it away right at the right at the beginning. <laughs> I did because you know what? I'm not I'm not hiding nothing. I'm going for, I'm not going for it, but I'm thinking Drew's gonna win. That's what I thought at first, but on Raw, uh Michael Cole said that he thinks Drew McIntyre is gonna win. Renee Young said that she thinks Drew McIntyre is gonna win. And then when they did the Skype call with Booker T, he picked Drew McIntyre to win. Yeah. Kiss of death. <laughs> it is, but if you look at the if you look at the roster on the in the tournament, who can you really see able to win? Yeah, but now that Owens is out, I think there's a couple guys that like Andrade. I like. Uh, it's not about who you like; it's who you think's gonna win. Yeah, and if they, I think they're putting a lot into Buddy Murphy right now, so they I really think are. he could be someone. I don't think. I think it's too early. Maybe. But we'll keep going through. Uh, the Miz versus Baron Corbin. I have uh, Corbs winning because Miz is going to be in the angle with uh, Nakamura, it seems like. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to take him out. Which is, that's fine. You know, he doesn't need to be in there. It would be cool, just something else for him to say he's done. Yeah. But, you know, he's got another feud waiting on him. And so, then on the SmackDown side, the two matches are Ali versus Buddy Murphy. And poor... Uh, Poor Ali beat Nakamura in a non-title match and then did not get a title match and has been pulled from the whole feud altogether. And yeah, now Nakamura just disappeared. Now they're going with Miz. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy because, you know, he, he was in line. I'm not going to say he's in line for a title shot, but he was in the title picture. Yeah. You know, until he got injured. And then that's when Kofi took over. Yes. Well, now they do it again, and they just say, "Oh, screw it! You're not even going to get injured. We're just going to pull you." And they put they put so much time into these Ali uh, video packages that they did, like throughout like pay per views and week to week about uh, the, like establishing him as yeah. like the proper underdog and the the good guy. And they were they were very authentic, which is because it was mostly just Ali doing it himself, yeah. essentially. And then, it, and like in one of them, he was even talking about it, that 
he wants to be the WWE champion. But they never did anything to put him in that light. And I think Ali and Kofi should be a match for the title. Uh, I think that would be... In a year. And I think that would be such a fun match and story behind it. Except, I mean, they already essentially uh, did, did the gimmick with uh, Dolph Ziggler when he said it should have been me. Yeah. But Ali, he could actually say, it should have been me. Yeah, it really should have been me. <laughs> it was supposed to be me. But if you think about it, they could set it up for from now till Royal Rumble and have a nice, good match between the two Yeah. for the title. Have a couple non-title matches. You know, that'll get, that'll get the people interested in it. Get people behind one side or the other, or mm-hmm. both, and it'll let the uppers management know. Okay, is this something we want to go with? Yeah, and but I think it would be because they're both similar in styles. But now with uh, this, this should have been something they did months ago instead of doing Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler and Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. But the the problem now is that I don't think Kofi's going to hold the title much longer. Well, with, no, I'm, I'm expecting him to drop it next month. Yeah, possible to, to Orton. Yeah. I don't even know who he's going against. It, it seems like it'll be Orton again. Orton or Brock? It'll be Brock. Yeah, if they if they do Brock, I think it'll be the debut episode of uh, SmackDown because they kind of set that up when uh, Lesnar said that, or Heyman said rather that uh, Lesnar is no longer uh, afforded any rematches for the Universal Title. Yeah. So I could see him just moving to SmackDown and taking Kofi's title. Well, I mean, if he wants to go there, the rumors were that Fox wanted a big man, a big name to be yeah, they champion were. going into TV. And what I read was it was going to be Brock. Yeah. Which would make, I mean, you can't get much bigger. Yeah, it's the biggest name they have. Well, I'm just not saying biggest name, just size-wise. Mm, well, yeah. I mean, you can't get much bigger. And who else is going to hold the title that's as big or bigger than Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Even though I hate him, because he'll never come back and bring the title until next year. Yeah, no one else except Randy Orton. I mean, maybe like with the, and this is wild speculation. Maybe with the money that uh, Fox is paying WWE, which is massive, then WWE will use that money to get more Lesnar appearances on SmackDown. Could be. Because, I mean, you have to think, like, if Fox is wanting uh, Lesnar to be the draw for their show, you can't just put the title on him and then only have matches on pay-per-view. Yeah, it won't do any good. And it won't do anything for the ratings. That's it, what it did to Raw. Yeah. Every time he had the belt, Raw viewership dropped. Yes. But I could see him putting the title on Orton, and then when TV starts, Brock Lesnar comes in to challenge Orton. Maybe, but I think... Because... I don't want to see Kofi and Lesnar. The size difference alone is enough. Well, no, it would. It, it, it's too one-sided. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd just be a joke. I mean, I think that's where Brock Lesnar has his best matches is against guys like Kofi and well, he, AJ. Because they're quicker. Yeah, and they're smaller, but at I, the same time, it's the power value. I think the problem with doing Brock versus Orton though is that you know, for one, it's heel versus heel. So I think if they wanted, I think the thought process would be if they want Lesnar to get heat, that the best way to do it would be to end Kofi's reign as the crowd favorite. I mean, you could, I don't know, I could see that. I could. I'm just, 
I'm so over this heel face crap because everyone you think is a heel does face shit. And everyone who's a face does heel shit. Yeah. So how can you say you're a heel or a face when you're doing both? Just look at Alexa Bliss, who's a heel and face. Look at Bailey. Week to week. She's a hugger, and she's pushing people off chairs. Yeah, but... For un- I'm unprovoked, untouched, but yeah, she did it. I guess that's, you that's could say that. That's a heel thing. I guess you could say that. Interrupting. That's a heel thing. That's not something a face would really do, usually. Yeah, but it's Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, and it's a moment of bliss, so everybody interrupts there. Yeah, it's that, like Elias. <laughs> that promo was terrible, by the way. Oh, that whole thing <laughs> sucked. The whole segment sucked. Yeah. Uh, so, Ali versus Murphy. I have Murphy, but I'm looking forward to this being possibly the best match in the tournament. I would agree with that. And do they have experience against each other? They yes, they did in, in uh, 205 Live. 205, they okay. won against each other. I forgot they, went to, they came from 205, not NXT. Yeah. See, nobody cares about 205. Nobody. That's why, that's why I think it's going to go away. Yeah. Or they could they could put some of those guys on NXT when they have two hours. Which is so, fine. Yeah. Move them up. I mean, bring back the cruiserweight division. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> we don't need a separate two hundred five live show or brand. We just need to spread them out and have a cross brand cruiserweight. Yeah. You know, you can go on all three brands, defend your title, challenge for the title, whatever. That's what I think they should do. They utilize a lot more people, and you can cut a whole show off your programming. Yeah. Especially, especially if SmackDown goes to three hours. Which, God hope, help us, won't happen. Yeah, because Bischoff can't handle two hours. <laughs> well, Bischoff still isn't even doing anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, what my, that's my point. If you, if, you read the, if you read some of the reports, it's just that he shows up for work. Yeah, what do you do? No, nobody knows. At least but, Heyman's part of creative, and you can see it. Uh, I think it's just a case that we don't know. So and that could be. I, I'm sure that he does something. Maybe he's just the person that gives the script to Vince McMahon to rip up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have uh, Murphy in this one or Ali? I'm going to go with Ali. I think it's too early for Murphy to win, and I think it would really hinder Ali if he lost. Okay. And so the other one from SmackDown is Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin, which the the storyline is, in case you didn't know, Chad Gable is short. Oh, no, not this again. Yeah. Didn't we just see this with Big Cass and Daniel Bryan? And everything else. And every big man, little man since. Yes. Uh, so that, oh, I, did, I did like the sign Benjamin put up on the dressing room. Yeah, that was <laughs> proper goofy. Just, you know, curiosity. I was like, what's it say? I couldn't read it. And then they zoomed in. I was like, oh, that, that's funny. Yeah. So I have Gable. I've, I've got to go with Gable. It's the underdog story. Yeah. But I don't know, because Shelton Benjamin hasn't been used much. Any, or at all. Or at all. Well, he was used, he was used in those... Uh, did, have you even seen this? Because, like, I don't think we've talked about it. It's the... Uh, Benjamin gimmick where like he's in an interview and they ask him a question and his eyes just wander around. Yeah. And then he says nothing. Yeah. I saw something. I think it was on WrestleMania or something like that. But they never had a payoff to that. So I'm just assuming that it got dropped. I mean, weren't they were tag team partners. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're fighting each other. Well, that should be the story. Other uh, as opposed to Chad Gable is shorts. Yeah. Oh no, I'm vertically challenged. <laughs> oh no, I'm the underdog. Well, you know who's gonna win? The underdog. 
So right. that would put it in my book at Ali versus Gable, which I think would be... No, no, it would be Ali versus Elias. Oh, Ali and Elias. And then Gable versus Andrade. Now, Gable and Andrade would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Ali match. and Elias, even if it was... <laughs> Any Elias match is not good. Yeah, because you know Shane McMahon's going to be out there. <laughs> so maybe I should change my pick to Elias winning. Yeah, and then by proxy, Shane McMahon yeah. would be his spot. All right, so then we'd have I the... I uh, after the McIntyre match. <laughs> okay. loses. So then, from here, uh, if the bracket goes the way we've predicted, it would be Drew McIntyre versus Samoa Joe. I would have McIntyre there. That'd be a good match. Yeah, that'd be just a hard-hitting match. Yeah. Joe versus Cesaro, I thought, was probably the best King of the Ring match so far. It was a good match. It was... I was disappointed. I was really hoping Cesaro would win. Yeah. I really want to see Cesaro McIntyre. Yeah, I want to see Cesaro versus anyone, but it doesn't seem like they have the same feeling. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cesaro, I mean, they say it all the time, pound for pound, the strongest man in WWE, and yeah. I, I swear to God, they're right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him do and lift amazing weights. And they had some trouble lifting Joe for that swing. Yeah, but he still got around a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you're trying to pick up, what, 300, 350 pounds? Yeah. I you, thought it was struggle too. I thought it was weird that he had trouble with him, but not like the Great Khali. Yeah, or yeah, or the Great Khali. <laughs> right, just because they're tall, don't mean they're heavy. Yeah, that's true. You have uh, McIntyre. Yeah, because you have him winning. But yeah. All right, so then that would put Cedric Alexander versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I would go with Alexander to set up Alexander versus McIntyre in the semifinals. Yeah, because there's beef between them. Yeah, so I think they could uh, finish that off. Yeah, and it could, they could end the feud there, be done with it, and move on. Yeah, and even if uh, Alexander loses in the semifinals, I think that I think that win over Corbin could be a big deal for Alexander, just as a good win. Not, not like a huge deal, but... Still a momentum. Yeah. So I'd have Alexander. What would you have? Uh, I'd like to see Alexander. Win because if if Corbin would win this, that would make it Corbin versus McIntyre in the semifinals. And, and come on, they're, I'm not gonna say they were in the same stable, but they still kind of were. Yeah, the, not, those two can't get away from each other. Yeah, they like, they were in a tag match on Raw last week. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't make sense to put them against each other unless they're trying to turn one face. Yeah, which don't mean shit because they're both. I don't think they're both dead <laughs> fast heels. Yeah, so. I don't, yeah, I can't see that happening. All right, so you'll go with Alexander, so we both have the same semifinal match so there. Alexander and McIntyre. Yeah, so then on the SmackDown side, yours would be Elias versus Ollie, and mine would be Elias versus Murphy. Okay. So would you have Elias or Ollie advancing? Oh, Elias. All right, I, I'm going to have Buddy Murphy win here. Murphy moves into the semifinal. I'm really going against the grain on that one. Yeah. You know Shane McMahon will be out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that'll leave and I think they're I think they're working on turning Murphy face too. But you also gotta remember they said that the greatest asset that SmackDown has gotten was Elias. Yeah, I guess they said that at one well, point. They have said it I mean in the beginning when <laughs> they first did it, they said it every week. Yeah. Well, they haven't done anything with them. He's the 24-7 champion. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done anything with him. This would be perfect to set it up as 
See, we told you he was the greatest acquisition. Right. So you would have Elias. Yeah. And then we both have the same uh, one here. It'd be Andrade versus Gable. I'd have to go with Andrade. Uh, I'd like to see Gable win, but Andrade's getting the push. Yeah, I, I would too. I'd go with Andrade there. Especially with Zelina out there interfering. Because, you know, we can't have anybody out, out at the ringside without interfering. Yeah. That, that was one of my complaints, is that Andrade couldn't even beat Apollo Crews without Vega. You can't beat anybody without Vega. Yeah. I, I would like it more if they just saved that for, like, the tougher challenges. Yeah, if, if it looks like, okay, well, he's definitely going to lose. You know, people are going to start turning channels. Let's interfere, you know, make, make it seem a little different. But no, you do it to everybody. Which, you know what, takes away the factor of, oh, well, guess what? She's out here. They're going to cheat. He's going to win. Yeah, and it makes it mean less when she actually does it in, like, an important match. You know what happens when Andrade and Zelina come out? I go get a bottle of water. <laughs> really? You drink water? I, well, I go get the bottle, and then I drink it, and I just don't have a cap for it. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I get what you're saying now. <laughs> so then we both have the same semifinal, Drew versus Alexander, which I will have... Uh, McIntyre winning. Yeah. Advancing to the finals. And then on the SmackDown side, we have two different ones. You have Elias versus Andrade, and I would have uh, Buddy Murphy versus Andrade. So, do you have Elias or Andrade advancing to face Drew McIntyre in the final? Neither. <laughs> yeah, you've gone very heel-heavy now. I really have. <laughs> I'd have to go with Andrade. I mean, I I just can't picture him putting Elias versus McIntyre. Right. But then again, that would be I, so boring. Well, it'd be boring, but at the same time, I could see them because they're both big men. They were both, I'm not going to say in the same faction, but around Shane. So, I don't know. <laughs> I think we should just wait. <laughs> nah, it's too late. We're in too deep. <laughs> so... Then I'm going to have to say Andrade, just because I can't see Elias and McIntyre, and I'm rooting for McIntyre to win. All right. And so I would have Buddy Murphy winning. So Buddy Murphy versus Drew McIntyre well, in the final. Buddy Murphy is Superman, don't you? Yeah. I, I think they're going with him. And I think that Buddy Murphy will beat Drew McIntyre, establish him as a not only turning him face throughout this tournament with good match after good match. Wasn't he already a face? No, he's still in the middle. I haven't seen him in the ring, so I don't know. <laughs> well, he's he's a heel, but throughout this whole Roman Reigns storyline, it seems like they're trying to turn him face. Okay. With uh, the Daniel Bryan stuff. Yeah. So I think he's going to have uh, great matches throughout the tournament and then win as a face and establish a new top guy. Okay. Then it's always good to have, have wishful thinking. Exactly. And, and you never know. And so you would have Drew McIntyre beating Andrade in the final. Mm. Never know. I never thought I'd see Kofi as champion. Mm, yeah. I never thought I'd see Shane McMahon win a tournament he wasn't in. I never thought I'd see Shane McMahon back in the ring. <laughs> So, there are our collective King of the Ring predictions. Uh, we'll see how far that goes going forward.
shit next week. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll probably end by next week, like like the uh, street profits bracket. <laughs> All right. So our last topic of the day is we near forty five minutes on this short show. See, I told you we didn't need very many subjects. Yeah. So. The uh, report is, and I believe it was Meltzer that reported it, but I, I saw it on uh, Fightful.com was the first place I saw it at. So, uh, CM Punk's agents reached out to Fox about the co-host position for their WWE studio show that will take place on FS1 when SmackDown moves to Fox. They're going to do a... Tuesday, sort of like sports talk show sort of thing, but for WWE. Well, and Wouldn't uh, you think you'd have WWE superstars talking about WWE? No, because I think they're looking for it more like an analyst thing. Okay. Uh, I think it'll be more guys like that. And they'll have, maybe they'll have some interviews with guys that are on the roster. But I think they're going for like a sports talk sort of show. I can't see them taking back Punk. I can't see McMahon taking Punk back in any aspect that has to do well, with Well, here's the thing, is that he wouldn't be directly working for WWE. But he'd be involved. He, he'd be working for Fox. Which is also part of WWE. Well, it's not. Way. It's not affiliated. Part of them, but affiliated with Yes. And they may not, WWE they may not like that. I don't, I think the apprehension would be more has or has been more on Punk's side than it has been WWE's side. Because I think that like Vince said the week after the the Punk uh, interview where he buried everything that you know uh, it was on the Stone Cold podcast when uh, Vince did that when the network like first launched and you know he asked him like could CM Punk ever work for WWE again and Vince said that the door's always open. I mean you never say never with WWE. We've seen that a hundred times yeah. a year. <laughs> so the the main thing I'm surprised by is that Punk would want to be a part of this. Or at least that there is some sort of interest there. Yeah, that's well, that's because and, he sucks at UFC. Yeah, but now Punk is doing like commentary for MMA stuff. So I wonder if the main reason Punk is doing this is because, you know, he... Wants to, he doesn't want to do wrestling anymore. He doesn't want to do UFC anymore. He wants to transition into the broadcasting side of things. No. I mean, I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen Punk. I don't know how to really... Because really the last time I remember seeing him is the pipe bomb. Yeah. Well, that was three years before he actually left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't remember anything after. Right. So... The only thing that really stands out in my head is the pipe bomb. Yeah. So, I, and, well, no, that was just, that wasn't three years after the pipe bomb, was it? Yeah, it was. It was, trust me, I know this. Uh, the pipe bomb was the summer of 2011. Okay. Then Punk's last WWE appearance was Royal 14. Rumble 2014. Okay, I knew 14 was the last date, but I thought the pipe bomb was right around there. Yeah, and then after that, uh, and Punk it, walked out. And then he was fired with a FedEx overnight that he received on his wedding day. <laughs> so that was the story of CM Punk. Only it matters if, since he walked out. <laughs> Only it matters that he got fired. Yeah. And then, of course, AJ Lee left after WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know. I just... 
Because he's talked a lot of shit about WWE. Yes. So why would he want to be involved with them or affiliated with them? And why would they want to be affiliated with Punk? Yeah. And the main thing, like, he'd be talking about WWE. Yeah. Now, are they wanting to use him? Well, this is him wanting to do it, not Fox wanting to bring him in. Yeah, there's been no indication on whether Fox wants it or not. It's just that Punk's agents, not not even Punk himself, but... uh, and so it could just be a situation where his agent is trying to like, get him work. Yeah, just sending out feelers to companies. And that could be, and it just got to the wrong person and mm-hmm. made the internet. Yeah, and Punk might see this and be like, "What the fuck? I don't want anything to do I with this." A new agent. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're fired, agents. Yeah, he'll get it in the UPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I'm not gonna say I'm for or against it. I have nothing against Punk. I don't remember much about him wrestling. I know he was a good wrestler. Yeah. I know he was good in the ring. I know he had good mic skills. But other than that, I mean, I don't recall all the bullshit that went on, you know, with him leaving. I don't, I just don't recall it. Yeah. So for me, it's like the complete opposite because punk was, was my guy and he's what kept me into wrestling. And in that point, I don't want him involved in this though. Like I, Want to see him wrestle? Okay, so you want to see him in the ring? Yeah, and that's and that's the other part of this is that does this mean that we can put a nail in the coffin of any hope that CM Punk is going to go and wrestle for AEW? And just because he's if he does get the job on Fox, he does not work for WWE. That is a fair point. He could still work AEW. That is a fair point. Now, Vince McMahon might put that, a stop to yeah, it. Yeah, that would be some sort of feud. There has to be some kind of contract where if you're affiliated with WWE by doing this FS1 show or whatever, yeah. you cannot work it with another outside program. Yeah. But, Especially if it's AEW. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, I mean, I give it three years and AEW is going to buy Ring of Honor. Mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, and, and just incorporate their superstars into AEW. Maybe not Ring of Honor, but or I mean, there there will be. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember which one was the worst one. Well, in, well, they're both not, not they're worst, both pretty bad. Low, right lowest budget one is what I meant. Impact has a lower budget, but ROH is really struggling right now, Are which is mostly because of AEW. Okay. Because that's, that's the thing that doesn't get a lot of talk about, is that uh, the indie promotions are really suffering now because of AEW. And think about ROH and Impact are the only indies. I mean, I consider Impact in indies. At this point. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of on TV. They're on a TV sh- network that no one's heard of, uh, Pursuits. Well, I see you. Uh, they're on Ring, Ring of Honor. Everywhere. They're on Twitch. And... Uh, Unless Ring of Honor is with uh, Sinclair Broadcasting. I mean, I used to see it on TV all the time. I don't know what channel it was on, and yeah. if it's still on that channel, but I'd see it like every Saturday. Yeah, but as far as the punk deal, because I don't know if we ever talked about this, but the deal of a while back was uh, when punk was announced for StarCast, which... Uh, as as we're always told, it's not an AEW event. It's just uh, it it just only runs shows around the AEW shows. Yeah. So so they're not AEW, but they only work exclusively with them. 
Yeah. That uh, the rumors started from, or at least the speculation started from there. Well, he's going to be an all-out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then after Which that... expected being in Chicago. And then after that is when Punk had the interview where he basically buried them and just said that, you know, every time I say so, every time one of them texts me or I text them or like he pointed out, like he texted the young bucks, like, like that. Uh, I don't remember if he said good luck tonight for the double or nothing show. Mm. And then after that, it ends up with Tony Khan saying that, Oh yeah, we have a good relationship with punk. And so he got frustrated with that, that every time he talks to one of these guys, it turns into CM Punk is definitely going to AEW. Okay. And that's when Cody, and this is something that uh, is interesting looking back on, is that after that, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, in a tweet, said that, uh, you know, that Punk uh, doesn't seem to be interested and then he even said, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to WWE. Mm. And everyone, including me, I was one of these people that thought, <laughs> oh, this is clearly a work. Yeah. Punk just said that stuff, so we don't expect to see him at all out. It's all a work. But now, with this news, unless they're really extra working, that CM Punk reached out to, or CM Punk's agent, rather, would reach out to fs1 and fox about a job working with a, a wwe affiliate just to make us not think he's going to show up at at uh, all out that, that would be some extra work yeah so i think the most likely thing is that we're not going to see punk and aew maybe not right now yeah that i'm interested in that because I it's just i don't know I, I don't know how to feel about that i guess i'm not here or there i just doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. He was, he was good in the ring, but he's been gone for five years. For all I know, he don't know how to run the ropes again. <laughs> that is, that, that's fair. Like, we don't know. I but mean, you, I think... MMA is different than wrestling. You, It's not like you're just going from one ring to the other and you're doing the same thing. Yeah. It's not what he's been working on. Yeah, the cardio is a lot different, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You don't want a thousand rest holds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... The the big thing though, and the, I think the biggest like X factor for AEW was always like we could get CM Punk, and as far as like their debut show on TV, if they were able to have CM Punk going into that, then it would be a needle moving acquisition. Yeah, and it's the thing like they're not dead without him, but it would have been a big deal to have him. And I wonder if just the way that they handled things with Punk and and just uh, and just upsetting him with the the way that they talked about him has made it so maybe at one point he was going to work with them, and now he doesn't want to. Could be. I really thought he would. Yeah, I definitely thought he would, especially after the Starcast announcement. Yeah, it just affected it's not WWE. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is that just to stick it up WWE's ass. Just Yeah, just to go, ah, screw you, McMahon. It, it would be the equivalent of someone jumping to WCW back then. That It'd be like the click. Yeah. When Hall and Nash jumped WWE ship and went to WCW. Yes. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. I'm, 
I'm interested to see uh, what Punk's future is. If uh, if any. Yeah, if he's... If, it, he, if he does come back to WWE, would AJ Lee come back? Now, I'm just curious because I actually read a rumor that AJ Lee was considering coming back for wrestling. Yeah, I would like to see AJ come back if they do a second Evolution show or something. And now Evolution 2.0 is being talked about but not set. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen this year. No, well, not this year. Because they might they, next year. Last year they advertised it months ahead of time. Yeah, well, they don't have Ronda Rousey anymore, so they don't care about the women's division. Yeah, and Ronda Rousey, who gives a crap? Fingerless. <laughs> See, you're, you're even hating on her when she lost a almost lost a finger. I know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like, I, I guess this will be what we uh, talk about towards the end of the show, but now that we're done with everything. Hey, we're at the end of the show. Yeah, but... Isn't it crazy that Ronda Rousey in MMA and wrestling and nothing like that ever happened, but then she's shooting for a TV show. Her first shoot. Her first day of shooting. And she nearly severs her finger. And that picture, like, oh my god. Yeah. That, that like... Yeah. And it was a boat door. Ugh. And I can't wait to see it because I actually watched that show. Yeah. What is it called? 911. Okay. I actually watch it. It comes on Mondays. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually waiting to see that episode with her in it, just to see. Well, and that's the door that should have cut your finger off. Yeah, just to see uh, if I can point it out. That's all. Well, I guess any Ronda Rousey returns are going to be on hold though. With that, well, I mean, they could do a one arm behind your back match. <laughs> <laughs> They've done it before. Yeah. So you know, I, I thought of a match the other night that I want to see done that hasn't been done in a long time. Mm -hmm. A four corners match. Like the where you're tied with a strap, the yeah strap match, and you have to touch each corner. That was like the Dusty Rhodes thing, like yeah, the that, cowbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the late '80s, I think they did one in like the late 2000s, really? and I think it was like Randy Orton versus Dusty Rhodes or something. Really? Yeah they they did a cowbell match. Now is it is it the same as a four corners match where you got to touch the four corners to win? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, it is. Okay. But except there's a cowbell in the middle, and you can use that as a weapon, I guess. Oh, well, that's what the leather belt's for. I mean, yeah. leather strap. You don't need a bell. You've got damn leather strap. Yeah. That, that's the only one I remember, though. Oh. See, I just I, I popped in my head. I was watching some old wrestling stuff on YouTube. And I was like, man, I haven't seen a Four Corners match in ever. So, since we mentioned it a minute ago, we'll, we'll close on this. Okay, let's close. And the... And just like I mentioned a minute ago, that once Ronda Rousey left, WWE has stopped caring about the women's division. They really have. And we can look at this show on Raw, there or this week of shows. On Raw, there was one match, or one women's match, and it was Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss beating Mandy and Sonya. Yep. And now they've literally beaten the whole women's tag division. <laughs> All at once in the Fatal 4-Way match, and yep. then individually... Against everyone so over the that? next three weeks. Naomi needs to find a tag team partner. Mm, yeah, it's going to be Naomi and Carmella yeah. like thrown together. Or well, something. I was going to say Ember. Yeah. The Ember. That would be a good combo, though. Naomi and Ember. Is there a reason you're putting those two together? No, I just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just... Because that's the Vince McMahon way of thinking. Oh. The same well, way... They're both black. Let's put them together. The same way Kyrie Sane and Oscar. Oh, right they're both, both Japanese. Let's put them together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No, no. It, it has nothing to do with that. It was just... Neither one have really ever involved in tag matches. Yeah. And they're both, to me, they're both good. 
Yes. Neither one are great. But well, neither one has any credibility at this point. But at this point, neither one's been used correctly either. Yeah. God knows how long. Yeah, I think Ember is just going to be wasted away now after the whole thing with Bailey. But uh, and then on SmackDown, the women were only involved in that moment of bliss segment, which was awful. It was horrible. And I, I mostly blame Charlotte. Oh yeah. Like her promo, her, her promo was so awful. It was. It started awful because she thought she hit the throne was her, a better suit for her. Yeah, it just turned into blah. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Queen of all eras. I skipped ah, it da, until da, Bailey da, came da. out. Yeah, and then Bailey, like Bailey's not a promo person. No, she's not. And I think that's mostly just because it's it's a script thing. I, I think if, I think anyone, if if you let them be themselves, can do more stuff. Oh yeah, but if you're trying and, to read a script from memory, and you're not going to care. And it's a script that. I'm assuming was written by a guy, and that, that was then ripped up by Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's part of the problem is that they don't have enough female influence. I know they have Dana Warrior, who I but guess no, supposedly she has, is. But she's never been a wrestler. Yeah, but neither are have any of the writers. <laughs> no, and I get that, and I honestly believe that if you're going to be a wrestling writer, you should have been a wrestler. Well, not necessarily been a wrestler, but you have to have been. Involved or involved in it somehow. Like if you were a fan, or you know, like a a journalist or whatever. But some sort of interest in wrestling, I think. Yeah, it's not just oh well, I got a writing job. Yeah, because that that's who they hire as writers is guys that wrote wrote for TV shows and dramas. You can't really do that because this is totally different than a normal weekly TV show. Yeah. I mean, this is way different. I mean, that's why the turnover for those writing jobs are so big. Yeah. Well, maybe they quit ripping shit up all the time and get some real storylines that made sense. Yeah. But anyway, back on the point, though, is that what is because it's going to be Charlotte versus Bailey. Yeah. Charlotte's going to win. Yeah. And then there's no one left. Oh. Who, who who can challenge Charlotte? Other Becky Lynch, title the, for title. That's it. That's all they have. Winner takes all again. The... The only people, the only women, I should say, that they have, that have any credibility, and I mean any at all, are the four horsewomen. Well, I was going to say, watch them bring up Shayna Baszler. Yeah. To go against Charlotte. Maybe. I don't uh, see anybody else that could on the main roster. Yeah, it would have to be someone Where's that's Lacey not Evans? in there. Yeah, she hasn't been seen since Extreme Man. Rules. Yeah. And, I mean, she doesn't have much either. She just lost to Becky Lynch three straight times. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just curious, like, where she's been. Yeah. But, I mean, her and Corbin both disappeared. Mm, makes you wonder. <laughs> Another power couple? Mm, yeah, I hope not. But uh, We'll get six weeks of TV with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, with the... Uh, and uh, I think the one rumor was that they're thinking about doing a, an all-women's SmackDown show. The, the day after the Saudi Arabia show. Because the Saudi Arabia show is on Thursday. And the sexist and, pigs don't want women. Yeah, and so the SmackDown show would be on Friday, which would be on Fox at that point. So if you have the Saudi Arabia show on Thursday, then it's going to be difficult to get everyone there by Friday to do SmackDown. Well, especially with the time changes. Yeah. So I mean, you really... You I don't even think it's possible. So that's why they're, well, we'll just do an all-women's SmackDown, and that'll make up for the all-men's 
but it really Saudi Arabia show because the Saudi Arabia show is going to be three and a half plus hours. Yeah, and a SmackDown is only going to be two, maybe three hours, and then you've got commercial breaks, which cuts out twenty minutes of every hour. Yeah, so. I don't. I, I don't have a solution for this. Other I do. like knock out Saudi Arabia. Well, not them. that. I, I mean the women's division in oh. whole. And hire more. Be, yeah, and they have so many, and I think they need to just. They've hire. got a bunch. Where's Dana Brooke? Yeah, she's on main event. <laughs> exactly. She's on the one show nobody watches. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just. At, like, at this point, I don't know how to even save it, because it's too far gone. I mean, they, there's... Where, yeah. When's the last time Carmella's been in the ring <laughs> and with a serious opponent? Yeah. Like, there's four people that matter, and Becky, Sasha, uh, Charlotte, and Bailey. Really and, exactly, the four force women. Yeah, and like... And Sasha just became relevant again. Yeah. And, like, when Bailey loses to Charlotte, she'll probably be lost, too. So then it'll just be three. Yeah. Honestly, Bailey's the weakest link between them anyway. Yeah. And nothing against her as a performer. It's just, just as far as the perception. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if they want to do anything, and, you know, Survivor Series is coming up in just a couple months. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to fucking bring up the four horsewomen and make it four on four. Yeah. I know normally it's a five on five match, but bring a four on four horsewomen survivor series elimination match. Yeah. I mean I don't think that solves the problem. No, but it would get more eyeballs interested, I think, in women because we don't get decent women elimination matches at mm, yeah. Survivor Series. If any. Yeah, that there needs to be more TV time put into focusing on this though, because Unless on just doing segments, just doing the one segment or match with the same people, yeah, doesn't help. And I mean, the women's tag division is dead. Oh, uh, yeah. Alexa yeah. and Nikki aren't going to do anything more than. I, know, I believe I know why the Iconics dropped their titles, and I might be wrong, but I believe I know. Okay, because Peyton Royce just got married and she was going on her honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how extensive she was going to plan on being gone, but I, I'm thinking that might be why. Well, she could have been gone for four months, and then they still would have had the same amount of title defense. <laughs> she would have still had the same amount of title defense as she had in the first four months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's what it. I, I don't, and I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I think that might be part of it. Mm, yeah, because she did just get married. Yeah, which I is mean, sad because now she's taken. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like them. Not in the ring. <laughs> she cute. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's not much else to say. I mean, the only thing that will save it is if they get someone like Ronda Rousey that they'll they actually focus on. Yeah, they need a leader. And all they're doing, they're leading, they're leading with Charlotte and shoving her down our throats like they did Roman a few years ago. And it's going to cause everybody to turn on her and turn on the women's roster. Yeah, just like the, it was before. As soon as the women start coming out, they're gonna take off and go get snacks and bathroom breaks and everything else. Yeah, it's a real shame because, I mean, they have the. I'm interested in the Becky and Sasha program, and I think they can do well. But Maybe it, Natty sitting in, in the same feud with Sasha. Yeah, they, the problem just becomes like, what next? Oh, I know, I know. It's a triple threat. 
with a roll-up to win. Okay. For the title. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say how WrestleMania ended. Yeah, a, a roll-up that wasn't even a, a pin. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> yeah. But we're going to get out of here. We went a little over an hour on these three things. And you expect it to be a quick show. Yeah, that is a quick show. Well, for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, until, uh, I guess we'll be together again Thursday for the uh, predictions for All Out. Prediction show, yeah. And whatever else might come up in the meantime. Well, we can update our brackets. Yeah. See how bad we lost. And stay tuned to the YouTube channel, the Enhancement Talent Podcast on YouTube, for all of the extra content that I put up for the uh, Raw review, SmackDown review. Yeah, those you've been putting up quite a bit of little, like, five to ten minute clips. Yeah. the Some of them are just clips from the reviews. Oh, okay. But we'll keep that going. There'll be plenty of stuff on the YouTube channel, so subscribe there. And until uh, next week on the podcast... We will wrestle you later. <laughs>